Alrighty. I'm thinking I'm just going to get straight into it. I've got a few things I've been planning to talk about for a while. And, I don't know, I just keep forgetting. So, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thank you for listening once again. Um, it's been a while since uh, since I last wrapped on here. Um, probably full gear would have been the last time I was on here speaking. So, what's happened since then? Winter is coming. War Games, Survivor Series. What else is happening in the wrestling world? What about, you know, promotions working together? Let's just, let's just talk about that, shall we? Let's just get into it. So this is where I'm going to start off with Kenny Omega defeating John Moxley at Winter is Coming, Dynamite, to become the new AEW World Champion, which, come on, let's be honest, kind of knew it was coming. Um, about time, I'm pretty sure I said it before, um, it was just put in the tag, tagging with Paige, just so he could stay away from, I guess, the the world title picture for the first year, but just how everything played out, I think it was brilliant, um, so he won the cup, the tournament, whatever it was fucking called, got to wrestle Moxley, biggest dynamite of the year, though apparently there's another big one coming, um, Don Callis there again to commentate, and then he got involved, handed Kenny a microphone, Kenny, you know, just boom, well, I can do it on here, I wonder if that worked, uh, straight on Mox's head, one winged angel, one, two, three, Kenny was saying, you know, gentleman's agreement, you know, it's just straight wrestling, none, none of this hardcore Moxley stuff, anyway, who cares, right, who cares, I dare say he's turned heel, the cleaner is back, you know, now he's doing the, I must bid you adieu, so good night, good night, bang, been a while since we've seen that, so happy it's back, so happy the cleaner is back, so happy that Kenny Omega, the best bout machine, the seven star match man himself, is back, singles wrestler, and straight up top of the list, he could go straight up on the top of my list now, of greatest wrestler, he won't. More on that to come. Stay tuned. Um, but definitely up there. Top three for sure. Um, these days, in my opinion. Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega. And they're in front by a long way. And then whoever would be the best after that falls back a long, long way. But anyway, I'm not talking about that. So Don Callis basically is with Kenny Omega now, and they fled Dynamite, got straight in the car, that dweeb, that dipshit, stay tuned for that as well, Alex Marvez, you got to remember that, Alex Marvez, um, basically asked, you know, what was going on, and Don Callis said, tune in on Tuesday to find out, which was, which is Impact, so that sort of, I guess, broke Marvez, who's Marvez? Sorry, um, I guess that broke the internet, the wrestling world. You know, AEW and Impact. Could this be the start of promotions working together? They didn't really give much away. You know, I was going to do this after War Games, and I thought, well, I've got to wait till Impact now to find out. And 
didn't really reveal much. You know, they said wait till impact to find out. Didn't really say anything. And then it's like, we'll find out on Dynamite a big announcement. I'll wait for Dynamite then. And it was still nothing. So that's what I like. I like, you know, less is more. I want to know more. Which leads to um, Triple H and his conference calls that he does before takeovers and after takeovers. Where he got asked the question, would WWE or NXT or you, whatever, be interested in working with other promotions? Of course he's going to say yes. Obviously he's going to put his little spin on it saying, if it makes sense. But you know, they're open to the idea. I call bullshit. That is complete bullshit. WWE's game, I guess, is to get all the best wrestlers. We won't talk about history. We'll talk about within the last five years of the, I guess, infamous New Japan raid that WWE did. When they took Nakamura, Styles, Prince Devitt, Nelfin Bella, Gallows and Anderson. It doesn't matter like what they did to TNA or Impact. Because there's more there. Samoa Joe. Rude. Angle. I guess you could count Angle. He came back. I don't know who else. I don't know. I really don't know. But. It's just. What are they going to do? They're not going to. What are they going to do? WWE or NXT is going to work with AEW. Yeah, right. AEW is already possibly working with Impact. Impact has something with New Japan, at least with the Good Brothers anyway. They're going to be going to New Japan soon, as soon as the borders open. They said it themselves. Do AEW and New Japan have something? John Moxley is still the United States champion for New Japan. I'm still convinced that he lost, so he's going to go to Wrestle Kingdom so he can lose to Kenta because he's had that belt for about a year and hasn't even... I don't even think he's defended it. He may have defended it once against Suzuki back in February and then coronavirus hit. And usually they have a six-month rule where if you don't defend the title within six months, they strip you of it, which is smart. But obviously coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, um, they, you know, give a little leeway. So Moxley still has to drop the belt to Kenta. And if he doesn't drop the belt... There's obviously something going on with AEW New Japan. I think next year will be the year. Again, coronavirus has just fucked everything. I think next year is going to be the year. I seriously think it's. I've said it before. I said it again. It's going to be. It's the greatest time to be a wrestling fan right now in the present. Um, just with all the exposure you can get, all the indies that are going on, all the you know. Remember the old school territories that just got bought out by WWE. <laughs> Don't forget, they're willing to work with other promotions. Here's one. Kenny Omega. A few years ago, I'm going to say maybe five years ago, his New Japan contract ran up and he re-signed. This is when he re-signed with New Japan. And at the press conference, to re-sign with New Japan, he said all he wants to do is wrestle AJ Styles at a WrestleMania. Then obviously this... You know, this news, breaking news, this headline, whatever, comes up. Was it last year? 
when AEW started, when his contract with New Japan ended again, and he's obviously going to AEW. But then people start p putting this out. Going, Kenny Omega's going to sign with WWE because he wants a match with AJ Styles at WrestleMania. But that's not what he said at that time. He said that years ago while he re-signed his New Japan contract. Now let's just talk about um, WWE willing to work with other promotions, if it makes sense. Would it not make sense to get in contact with New Japan when a WrestleMania is coming up, say... 33 is that when styles wrestled shane mcmahon let's just go with that one you don't want to take away aj styles chris jericho uh, but aj styles shane mcmahon would it not be a good idea to maybe get in contact with new japan and go hey let's do some business together kenny omega versus aj styles at wrestlemania that's that's good business i think you could return the favor. Hey, New Japan calls up Vince, Triple H, whatever. Hey, Wrestle Kingdom's coming up. Could we get John Cena to come over and wrestle Okada or Tanahashi? Fuck. That makes sense to me. Kenny Omega, AJ Styles, the two, two of the best wrestlers on the planet, especially back then when Kenny Omega was the best bout machine, getting his little, you know, fuck Dave Meltzer seven-star matches against Okada. AJ Styles could make a broomstick look good in the ring. Is that not is that not good? You know? But no, that's that's alright. That's they probably tried to pinch Okada from New Japan, but you know, didn't want to work together. If that makes sense. You could get a massive super show going. Back then. Obviously not now, because you're screwed. No one's going to want to do business with WWE. Maybe Ring of Honor, only because they could use the money. And then they'll get bought out, and those guys will go to NXT anyway. So, And it'll boost up NXT, actually. NXT's getting a bit... How you going? How you going these days? How you going? So that's just, you know, this partnership that's going on in wrestling. I'm just going to leave it there. There's probably more... Maybe I'll save it for another time. Talked about NXT. Let's talk about NXT. War Games. I've got to say, the last two takeovers, not much interest on my part. I don't know. I mean, the last one, I think it was 31. What was that? Was that Finn Balor? Was that Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly? That that's what got my juices flowing. Um, I can't really remember much else. I think Karrion Cross was injured I think I can't I, yeah because he, he was the champion he had to drop it and then Balor won it so you know I don't know what's going on there um, war games so the women kicked it off I was kind of hoping the men were going to kick it off so then I didn't have to watch it um, like I said just no interest no interest they got Candice LeRae's team which was Dakota Kai, my only investment in that match. Only woman on NXT, apart from Indy Hartwell, um, that I like, that I can tolerate. So it was Candice LeRae, uh, Tony Storm, which is like all right, still not yes and no with her, um, and Raquel Gonzalez. 
so they defeated Team Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart, which I just, I, I don't even get it. I really don't. If someone could, you know, try to explain to me, respectfully, of course, without going off on me, this is just what I think. I just, I don't see it. I don't buy into her. Same with Rhea Ripley. I really don't get it. And I don't understand why I'm supposed to believe in Rhea Ripley when she loses to Charlotte. So, I can't believe I just brought up that name on here, but, you know, it's been a while. So, you sort of just got to put it out there that, you know, she's probably still relevant. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Ember Moon as well, and Ia Shirai, like, so you can tell that I don't give a fuck. It was just Dakota Kai. And please, Ray Ripley, Shotzi Blackheart, what am I meant to see in these two where I can pull myself and go, oh my God, these guys are amazing. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa defeated Timothy Thatcher. Again, Tommaso Ciampa. Great theme song. Great theme song. No one will survive. Love it. It plays in my head at least three times a day. I'm not even joking. But him, same thing. It's He's not the same. He's not the same champa that he was when he was destroying Johnny Gargano. When he was a heel. When he was the ultimate heel. The best heel in wrestling at the time, I truly believe. It may have been around the time Cody was heel in New Japan Ring of Honor. So they'll go neck and neck. But I think I'd put Champa up there just because... He stuck to it. But now, I don't care. I really don't care. I somehow think that Champer and Thatcher are going to team up as well. That's just, that is what I'm seeing. I think they are going to team up. Which, again, no interest from me. Um, Dexter Lumez defeated Cameron Grimes in a strap match. Next, triple threat match. It was alright. I mean, much as I despise the guy, I don't like him at all. Never have. I just spoke about him when Champa destroyed him. That's when I love Champa. Johnny Gargano. It is hard to turn away when he is on because he is that good. He's very good. I just don't like him. And now he's heel. And I'm a very big mark for good heels. He's not a good heel. I just, I still don't see it. Make him go babyface again. So then I can just despise him even more. He can do his job properly. Uh, Three-time North American champion here. Uh, defeated Leon Ruff. And uh, Damian Priest. With the help of my guy, Austin Theory. So now Austin Theory is with Johnny Gargano. And Indy Hartwell is with Candice LeRae. I don't like Johnny. I don't like Candice. I love Austin Theory. I love Indy Hartwell. So I'm in a pickle here. You get what I'm saying? War Games, the main event. The Undisputed Era. Again, I I thought definitely that it was going to be the last one. That the Undisputed Era, I could have seen perhaps maybe O'Reilly or Roderick Strong turning. It wouldn't surprise me if it was Roderick Strong because he was the original one that wasn't a part of the era, and then joined the era when, I think, Bobby Fish was out. So, but they won. They defeated Team McAfee, the kings of NXT, I believe they're called, for the brand. Pat McAfee, Pete Dunn, Danny Burch, and Orne Lorcan. 
It was a great match. Great match. Pat McAfee. Just Pat McAfee is the best thing going on NXT right now. I posted it on my Instagram. If you follow, you would have seen it. You probably would have liked it. You probably have no opinion on it. That's really up to you to decide. If Pat McAfee became NXT champion, I would watch NXT every single week. Like, religiously. Like, that would be the brand that I go, that's the number one brand that I want to watch because I want to see what Pat McAfee has to say this week because he is the best on the mic in all of WWE. Not just NXT. In all of WWE. He's the best on the mic. And it just comes so natural to him. Him being that good on the mic alone could get him over as NXT champion for a month or two. I mean, if he's still got this alliance with Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, and Orny Lorcan, he, he could get his ass kicked in the ring. You knock out the referee, these three come down, they do all the work, he does a flip off the top, and he's champion. And he'd be so good at it as well because he would just rub it in everyone's face about how he is the NXT champion. And then he'd cut an amazing 10-minute promo on someone for the fun of it, because he can, because he's that good, he's that good, so all in all, I put it over 31, you know, like I said, I wasn't that, you know, into it, at first, like, you know, and it was mainly just the last two matches that, that really saved it, that really saved it for me, so, you know, not bad, and then on NXT today, I can actually talk about NXT, I watched a bit of it, Finn Balor's back, so... You know, he wants the focus to be on him again. Uh, Pete Dunne came out, staking his claim. Kyle O'Reilly, same thing, staking his claim. Damien Priest as well. And then as Bella was walking to the back, Scarlett came out, obviously with Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross came out later, beat up Damien Priest. So Finn Balor, and then you've got Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, Damien Priest, Karrion Cross. I'm happy for any one of them to go up against Finn Balor and possibly defeat him. I still want to see Balor cross. I'd love to see Damian Priest. I think a lot of people would love to see Damian Priest as NXT champion. Um, I would not be upset if it was Pete Dunne at all. I think Pete Dunne probably deserves it. Same as Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly is a fucking beast. So you've got those four. And then, you know what? Throw in Pat McAfee, put him in an elimination chamber. Give, give NXT an elimination chamber. There's your elimination chamber. Right there, Bala, McAfee, Dunn, O'Reilly, Cross, Priest. Yeah, I'm good. There you go. I just, I just booked your next takeover, takeover chamber, whatever you want to fucking call it. Let's move on to Survivor Series. Something that I was wetting my pants about because I just couldn't wait to see it. If you remember the last episode that came out like three months ago, however long it was. You can tell I'm joking. So you got Team Raw, the men's sweeping Team SmackDown. Cool. Like, great. That was fine. The only match I gave a fuck about was the Street Profits and the New Day. Lived up. Probably would have liked to see go a bit longer, but still, Street Profits, they're up there, man. They're, they're good. They're growing on me. They're growing on me each and every week. They're one of the most entertaining teams there are, same as New Day, I still just didn't get the fact that they swapped titles, 
you know, when they got drafted to different brands. I just didn't get that. Does that count? Does that one reign count as two? So are the Street Profits two-time tag team champions in total? I still haven't looked that up. Let's, you know what? I'll look it up right now. Let's let's do this together. Actually, it wouldn't fucking matter, would it? I don't know. I'm just going to say it probably does. They just get a free reign, both of them. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Yep, cool. Um, Oscar lost to Bailey. The champ. Oh, um, Sasha Banks. Whatever. Um, Sasha Banks defeated Oscar, getting the win back from SummerSlam or Raw. Whenever she had to drop the Raw Women's Championship to her, the beginning of the end. Still gets to me. Um, what do we got here? The women's 5 and 5, Team Raw, again, defeating Team SmackDown. Um, Lana was the sole survivor without even entering the match. So I think it came down to Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair. Um, let's just see. Belair and... Or was it Nia Jax? It might have been Nia Jax. Both got stuck outside the ring and got counted out. So, Lana, sole survivor without even getting in the ring. And hasn't gone through a table, to my knowledge, in a while now. So, table's getting a bit lonely. You know, she's getting put through tables because of what Rusev said on AEW. I don't know. Don't look into it. Um, Lana's my pick for the Rumble, actually. That's, I'm putting it out there right now. 81 bucks. 81 bucks. That's what she's paying. So here's my pick for the Rumble. And I think she's going to win. This is my prediction. She's going to win without doing anything. Same as how, how she was a sole survivor. I think if this storyline continues with Lana and Jax and Basil or whatever, her getting put through tables. I mean, she hasn't been put through a table in a while. But... Maybe Nia Jax gets eliminated. Lana's coming out. Jax has got the shits. Drags Lana. Puts her through a table. Lana's dead for the whole match. Then you're down to the final two. And they're doing the old, you know, Royal Rumble. Trying to eliminate each other at the same time. Maybe they both go over. Like Batista and John Cena. Maybe Lana gets up, goes in the ring, lifts them both up, and she wins. And that's it. I mean, I can't see her being like the main female match at Wrestlemania, but I think it's something fun. It's something different. I don't think it's ever been done before. Apart from Vince McMahon, but he did commentary during his Rumble. You know? But I could even see, like, maybe Lana comes in at number 30 and the Rumble just goes, you know, that quick. You're down to the last two. And as Lana is coming down to the ring, she steps in the ring. And the last two eliminate themselves and Lana wins. Soul Survivor, once again, wins the Rumble. I don't know. That's that's what I'm judging it on. That's what I'm going by. Then we got the main event. Roman Reigns defeating Drew McIntyre. McIntyre defeated Orton the week of Survivor Series. Third time that's happened in the last four years. Styles beating Mahal. Um, Brian beating Styles. And now McIntyre beating Orton. I saw it coming. I'm going to be the typical fanboy Mark, whatever. Oh, they're really invested in Drew McIntyre. 
He's the guy. He shouldn't have lost at Hell in a Cell. He's a two-time champion. Shut the fuck up. But, you know what? It was a good match. I still think Reigns-Orton would have been a better match. Because Orton is that fucking good in the ring. But, you know, what do I know? What do I know? I can tell you what, not much, really. So what pissed me off about this match is this match was all, wasn't for Reigns. Even though Reigns is fucking one of the best in WWE right now. The way he has just made that character is amazing. Now I know of I know of people that despise Roman Reigns that love watching SmackDown now because of Roman Reigns. They love watching his matches because of just his character. What pissed me off about this match was it was all about Drew McIntyre. All about Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre came out of that match stronger than when he went in because he stood up from that guillotine choke. Reigns had that thin fucking cinched in so tight. McIntyre was able to stand up before collapsing. That alone makes Drew McIntyre a fucking machine. Just that little step. Don't believe me? Go back and watch it. See if you see what I see. And if you don't, you should start drinking. And then you will see what I see. That's what that did. That made McIntyre look phenomenal because you know that's how good Drew McIntyre is as a champion he needed Roman Reigns to make him look strong think about it what is what has McIntyre done as champion wrestled Seth Rollins one of the best in ring these days uh Dolph Ziggler one of the best in the ring of all time I compare him to this generation I'd say he's this generation Shawn Michaels not many people see that open your eyes stop hating, and just see how good he is in the ring. Oh, and then he, Orton, did three months with Orton. One of the best in the ring. His worst night is most people's best night. That's how good he is. Imagine if Randy Orton put effort in. You know? And now he's going up against Styles. So when, when is Drew McIntyre going to carry a match as champion? When? When? And... You know, I think they should have done the commentators, maybe. Put them in a match. So some old joke would choke out Corey Graves. Because why does Corey Graves have to commentate every match and not Michael Cole? You know, or at least do what they did back in the day. And just have all ten of them commentating at once. And then what... So what does everyone get here? What does Roman Reigns get for being the better champion? Nothing. What did the women... Team Raw get. Did they get anything? I don't even know. What did Bayley... Fuck, sorry, Sasha, whatever. Uh, what did Sasha get? Super kick from Carmella, which still, big whoop. I don't think anyone really cares. Like The only thing that came of this was Team Raw, the men's. And they were all going to be given a chance at McIntyre. Like, that was it. And then let's not forget the ending. The whole purpose of this was farewell to The Undertaker. I think it went on for about 45 minutes. From the end of the match to the end of the pay-per-view. What happened? Who came out in the ring? 
someone was announcing. All these legends coming out. One by one. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, they do their one by ones. And then what? They show a video package for The Undertaker. And then the video package ends. And it's Vince McMahon standing in the ring. And then what? Undertaker comes out. Basically announces he's done. Which I think we all knew. You'd like to think you knew that. Surely you didn't think he was going to go around again. That was in that. I mean, I'm sorry, but that was just the biggest piece of shit you could have done. To farewell The Undertaker 30 years. 30 years of The Undertaker. And that's how you send him out. You know, and now, this is this is what I think on the situation. Everyone now is sucking off the Undertaker because he's finally pulling the curtain back and doing all you know doing the Austin podcast. He's done two of them, and the last ride, last ride, last no, nah, last ride that was a good one. Not last dance, that was shit. Last ride that was the good one. Yeah, and now everyone's just invested in the Undertaker. You know, they did the thirty specials in thirty days in November for the Undertaker and now everyone wants to suck off Taker you know oh he's now my favourite he's always been my favourite never heard to talk about him I've always liked the Undertaker I've never I wouldn't call myself a fan I never cheered for him you know I never went out of my way to like watch him and shit you know maybe his mania matches because they meant something that was that was his thing you know the streak but other than that, like, you know, I always liked him. Wouldn't say I was a fan of his. Not going to say I'm a fan of his now because he's retired and stuff. But I think just, I think a lot of people took The Undertaker for granted because you didn't appreciate him when you had him. But now you're starting to appreciate him because he's gone because you know you'll never have that chance again. Now you're going to have to go back and watch old stuff of him. So that's just my take. I'm not taking shots. I'm just... I just think a lot of people took Taker for granted, didn't appreciate him when he was around, but now, because of all this footage, same with um, fucking, not even going to talk about that on here. Never never mind. All right. What else have I got on here? Not much. Not much. Dynamite. Not much there. MJF. The Diamond Ring Champion again. Fuck, he's good. MJF. Is a good heel. MJF has got to be the best heel in wrestling. And then you probably think I'm crazy for saying that. What I talk about is just when he comes on, when he goes to talk, it is natural hatred towards him, just booing. Same thing with Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is another one. He's just a natural heel. When a lot of a lot of other ones are just forced, but he's just. He's natural. He's just natural. Um, Sting. Sting. Let's talk about Sting. Um, turning up. That winter is coming. Where I started this show. Talking about Omega Moxley. That was another thing. So I didn't really pay attention to that. Because when I watched Dynamite. I watched it just in time for the start of the Moxley Omega match. So that's all I cared about. Saw the end. And then, you know, I got to 
post my stuff and then I see Sting was there, so I go back and watch it and I just wasn't into it. Probably because it was ruined for me. But at the same time, it's like one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Um, like when Goldberg comes back to WWE, which possibly could be happening again because you just caught out Roman Reigns on the bump again. So the typical reaction is, oh, fuck, I just said it right there, you know? Fuck, great. Goldberg's coming back. Oh, he's 50. Sting is 61 and everybody loses their shit. Everybody pops a chubby in their pants and wants to pull themselves till the fireworks go off because Sting is back at the age of 61. You know, and it's still the same same Sting. Look, just the crow. So he's there to stay. Um, I've seen, you know, like the fan art, Sting Jericho. That wouldn't be too bad. You know, not that I want to see Sting wrestle because I guess he just wants to go out his way because he didn't get the chance in WWE. Um, you know, that might be okay. I have a feeling he's going to go up against Cody. I just, that is just the vibe. You know, the vibe, man. Let's let's talk about vibes. Yeah, getting vibey in here, man. Um, let's, that, that's, that's what I think is coming. I think it's going to be Sting and Cody at some point. Again, okay, that's cool, you know, I guess, I mean, I don't know, I'm, I don't know if I'd be excited to see it, I mean, when it came out on Dynamite today, you know, I, I'll admit, I, you know, a few goosebumps and, and shit like that, but wasn't like completely losing my shit, I mean, I thought it was a cool moment, but, like, what's the point, what's he gonna do, what's he gonna do, I don't know, um, the, the ratings war that everyone's fussed about last week. Winter is coming. AEW. This is I just. This is just funny to me. This is. This is the only reason to bring it up. AEW. Beat NXT. I think by like two hundred and sixty, maybe two hundred and seventy thousand viewers in their little ratings. This is this is what's funny. So when NXT is doing really well. Everyone's like, oh man, NXT's not developmental. NXT's the third brand. You know, NXT's the best brand in WWE. First of all, look at the ratings. I know Raw and SmackDown are like up and down, up and down, but is NXT even breaking a million? Oh no, just just bear with me. Just just bear with me. So I wonder if I've got any photos of this. I probably don't. I've got... There you go. All right, so AEW did 913,000. NXT did 658,000. Fuck, I was close. It was, was pretty good. Pretty good. Good, uh, good math there. <coughs> so it's basically like, you know, um, yeah, NXT is the third brand. They get pumped by 260,000, 270,000 viewers. And now it's like, Oh, but it's not a war. NXT's not a brand. NXT's used to build stars for Raw and SmackDown. That's the only reason NXT's there. But at one point, NXT was the best brand in WWE. And it really was. They were putting on the best shows. Look at their takeovers. They had, they probably had the best wrestlers. Until they get, quote unquote, called up to the main roster, then what happens? Let's look at Shinsuke. <clears throat> 
Sorry, sorry, Shinsuke. It had to be said. Bobby Roode. Alistair Black. Is Alistair Black still around? <clears throat> Who knows what's happening with Alistair Black now? He's probably going to end up leaving. Because Selena Vega's gone. What about Andrade? He got with a flair so he could, you know, fucking get that Ric Flair treatment. He hasn't got it yet. Ricochet. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's doing all right. Kevin, like the old school ones, they're doing all right. But now, like these new ones, like, <clears throat> this is what I always said all along. I didn't want Velveteen Dream going to Royal Smackdown. Same with Champa. Same with Cole. What am I seeing Gargano going there just to get killed? But at the same time, <clears throat> you don't want to see it. You need them in NXT. <clears throat> you need them in NXT. And then there's all the, you know, oh, Vince needs to go. Vince is ruining it. Oh, I love this. Vince, Vince is ruining it. Triple H should take over. This is people that don't work in WWE saying this. Right? Well, I, 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 said, I said a long time ago, as a test, as a joke, Vince needs to fuck off, let Triple H take over, just to see what would happen. I didn't mean it. I just said it. Planted the seed. And that worked. It blossomed. And now, you know, it's their idea. It was their idea all along that they don't want Vince there. They want Triple H to take over. So you want... This is, this is what this is what I say from this. You want someone to take over a billion dollar company, the greatest wrestling promotion that's ever been and that will ever be WWE. You want someone to take over from Vince, this person in particular that can't even draw a million viewers on his show and that is losing in a ratings war, non-ratings war, whatever to a former WWE superstar, someone who you saw no potential in, that's why you made him a joke, called him Stardust until he fucked off, look what he's done now, to a couple of spot monkeys on the indies, and a NFL and EPL team owner. You're losing week after week to these people. Yet fans want Triple H to take over. What's he going to do? How's that going to work? That's just, how's that going to work? So, but nothing, I'm just, I'm just calling it like I say it, that's what I do. A um, couple of things left as I wind down here. There's probably more stuff. I just have forgotten I don't write shit down for you, this. I just come on and I just shoot the shit. I just, I just talk. Sam Punk's in the headlines again. Sam Punk's making news because he did Renee Young's podcast and was open to the idea of coming back to wrestling if it was a good storyline. Oh, fuck. Sam Punk has got to be the greatest troll in the world. He really does. It's amazing but it's almost been seven years since he walked out and people are still fascinated about CM Punk. And he comes on and says, look, there is more for him to look at in AEW than there is to WWE. 
CM Punk to AEW confirmed. CM Punk versus Sting. There you go. Two guys that haven't wrestled in a combined 20 years. Let's just see them go at it. Fuck, it wouldn't surprise me. So, now is CM Punk going to come back again? Wow, still talking about this. This guy is still relevant. Good on him. Fuck, good on him. He fucking, he knows what he's doing. He really does. It's It's amazing. It just goes to show the fan base that he had because, you know, everyone still cares about him, still wants him to come back. So, good on him. Fuck, will he come back? Will he ever come back to wrestling? I I still doubt it. I don't think it will happen, but hey, maybe Dave Meltzer has something to report on that. Maybe just keep reading Dave Meltzer's, um, I don't know, article or newsletter or fucking... Whatever the fuck he does, I don't know. Speaking of Dave Meltzer, um, Kim Orton, Randy Orton's wife, posted this on her Instagram. It's the greatest thing. It's basically what I've been saying. Let's see if people's opinions on Uncle Dave change now. It was uh, at Dave Meltzer. Hey, I'm curious where you get your facts from because I didn't hear many in your interview about my husband, Randy Orton. Oh, Wait, does that mean Dave Meltzer does nothing but talk shit? Interesting. As I as I wind down here, as I wind down here, the Slammies. Slammies are coming up. I'm going to do the Slammies right now. So, from my understanding, there is five categories. Superstar of the Year, Match of the Year, Rivalry of the Year, Tag Team of the Year and Return of the Year. <clears throat> so I'm gonna start off with let's start off with Tag Team. So we've got the Golden Role Models, who should be a shoe in, by the way. Carried the women's division this whole year. Um, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, they're automatically out. New Day, eh. Straight Profits up there. Shinsuke and Cesaro. Please, please push Cesaro. Where has he been as well? I haven't really. He wasn't on SmackDown last week, I know that. Maybe they're going to break up and he can become WWE champion like he was destined to do. Um, I think it'll be Straight Profits, um, but I'm I'm pulling for the Golden Role Models. That's that's where I'm leaning on that, especially when they have to go up and, you know, get the slammy. Bailey can crack Sasha in the head. Everyone likes Sasha again now. Um, don't know why. No, I do know why. It's because she was with Bailey all that time. Bailey just rubbed off on her because everyone loves Bailey. Um, rivalry of the year. Okay, so we've got Seth Rollins versus the Mysterio family. It's fucking that's that's got to be up there for me. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Edge versus Randy Orton. Fuck, look, Randy Orton in two rivalry of the year nominations. Fuck, he must be good. This Randy Orton, Sasha Banks versus Bailey. That didn't go long enough for me, unless you want to count the time they were a tag team, but there wasn't really much deception or dissension or fucking whatever it is, betrayal and stuff. It just, it was the one thing that a couple of matches, that was it. If it went longer, then I reckon this would probably be the winner because these two literally carried the women's division this entire year. You know, oh, because Becky and Charlotte went, congratulations to Seth Rollins and Becky, by the way. It wasn't the little messiah. I was hoping for, but still, 
I just hope Seth Rollins doesn't come back as a babyface because I don't know how I feel about that. I hope he comes back, continues this rivalry with the Mysterios as the Messiah, the SmackDown Savior. Anyway, so yeah, Sasha Bailey carried the women's division, but the rivalry was like a month, if that, maybe two. Not long enough for, for my um, liking to get the award. R-Truth versus the world, which just doesn't make sense. And Lana versus the announce tables. Clearly, they don't take this seriously. Um, it's a tough one. You want to go longevity, Rollins and Mysterio for sure. Um, if you want to, you know, deepen the fields where it hits home, Edge and Orton, because that was just good for Edge. And they got that history. But at the same time, McIntyre and Orton as well, because they brought realism into that. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Mysterio and Rollins, because that was just awesome. And Dominic, Got his first match out of it. Looked like a million bucks. All right, um, return of the year. So Edge, Roman Reigns, and the rest, which is MVP Goldberg. Goldberg came back for a month. Seriously, fuck me. Like, why do they continue to fucking suck off Goldberg? And Sami Zayn. Um... I think Edge, I think Edge will win this simply because it was unexpected. Nine years, nine years he returns. Um, but I'm going, I'm going Roman Reigns simply because of the impact that he's had and this character that he's now portraying. And unfor unfortunately, Edge got injured. So, um, but it's, it's out of those two. A shoe-in, probably like a dollar twenty each. Um, just depends who the clear-cut favorite is. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Roman Reigns just because of his impact. Um, yeah, but I love Edge. I really do. I'm an Edge head. I'm an Edge head. It's just a show. I, just, I can't wait for him to come back again. Never thought I'd say that. But nine nine years ago, he retired and he came back, complete shock, and he's gone again, and no one come back again. So, yeah. Uh, match of the year. Got a few here. Uh, Undertaker Styles, Boneyard match, WrestleMania. New Day versus The Hurt Business on Raw, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, Edge versus Orton, the greatest wrestling match ever at Backlash. The Men's Royal Rumble match, um, fuck no. That, was that the one where Lesnar just threw everyone out for fun? That's, no, that was fucking shit. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. That was fucking, that was... That was dope. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. Uh, Hell in a Cell I Quit match. That was pretty cool. Sasha Banks and Bailey at Hell in a Cell. That was another one. That was pretty cool. AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy. Uh, the Triple Threat Intercontinental Ladder Match. Class of Champions. That was cool with a fucking awesome finish. Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. And Becky Lynch versus Oscar at the Rumble. Uh, fuck, this is a good one. You know, when I was saying before, everyone's sucking off Taker, that's that's where this award's going. It's going to Undertaker versus AJ Styles. That's that's what's going to happen. That's it. They're going to win. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm going Edge and Orton because of the mark that I am. Such a mark. And Superstar of the Year. So you've got Drew McIntyre. Been there all year. Roman Reigns. 
It was their start of the year, missed six months, came back, killing it. Randy Orton. Uh, Braun Strowman. Really? What? What's Braun Strowman done? He, he beat a 50-year-old at WrestleMania in two minutes. And then lost, got lost in the swamp. Fuck no. The Fiend? Yeah. The Fiend versus Randy Orton as well. Fuck, I cannot wait for that. That's... You know, I, I see the light now with Orton dropping the title. I'm like, fuck, you know what? I can get behind this. And I am. It's the only thing I watch on Raw. And, you know, sometimes I like to turn the lights off, play, you know, the uh, the Fiend effects, and just walk around the house doing it. Um, oh, no. Fuck, it was here. Damn. There we go. Bray white screen effect. This is what I like to do sometimes. Let's do this. Yeah. Eyes wide open. Looking freaky, doing the, you know, <gasps> like the fiend. Just a bit of fun, you know? Anyway, back to Superstar of the Year. They're the men, and then you've got the women, and I think there's only one winner, I guess. Uh, it's Oscar, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. Becky Lynch and Charlotte have barely been there. Becky Lynch wrestled when she was pregnant, so maybe she'll get it. Um, I'm going to split this up into two, so I'm going to go male and female. Um, female... Clearly between Bailey and Sasha. Um, Bailey had the title all year. Sasha beat her for it. Um, Sasha did win more titles this year. Probably go to Sasha. Um, but Bailey deserves it. Bailey's the GOAT. The blueprint and the GOAT. So props to both. But yeah, I think, I don't know. Then again, will we go to Oscar? She won money in the bank to get the title. Yeah, fuck, that's how she won it. She didn't even like beat Becky. Hey, maybe Rhea Ripley should be, like, the superstar of the year. NXT should do their own one of this as well, actually. I've decided. I've got a few minutes on here. I might try to make up my own NXT. All right, so, yeah, I'll go Sasha Banks. And, you know what, it'll, I think Roman Reigns. But probably Drew McIntyre, just because he's been there all year. He's lost one, two matches, actually. He's lost two matches to Randy Orton and Roman Reigns. Um, he beat Brock Lesnar in six minutes at WrestleMania and then ten minutes later beat the big show. So it'll be Drew McIntyre because let's just suck off Drew McIntyre too. So yeah, there's, um, there's my slammies. Let's do some NXT slammies. Uh, return of the year. Um, next. No. Tag team. Who's the tag team? Tag team of NXT. Fuck, it'd be nice if I had some nominations here. Fucking Triple H. What are you doing? Get some get some slammies going. Stop thinking about trying to work with AEW. And give me some nominations for the NXT slammies. Tag team. Um, Imperium. Undisputed Era. Uh, Birch and Lorcan. Yeah, let's go. Hmm. Let's go Birch and Lorcan. Rivalry of the year, Cole McAfee. I don't even need to think about that. Cole and McAfee. Match of the year. There's Keith Lee, Adam Cole at Great American Bash. There was Bala, Kyle O'Reilly at NXT 
uh, take over 31. Probably the war, war games, the men's war games. Um, the triple threat women's match at In Your House, I think. That's probably up there. Um, let's go, let's go, uh, Lee and let's go, Lee and Cole. Great American Bash. And then Superstar of the Year, Pat McAfee. For sure. Um, I don't know. You need to go with there. Keith Lee? Keith Lee is probably fucking killing it in NXT until there's another one that got caught up. What's happened to him? Nothing. Riddle, another one. Don't get me started on Riddle, man. Fuck, it was... Oh, there you go. Riddle and Pete Dunne as a tag team because they were just entertaining as fuck. The bros awaits. You know, bro, how much, how many fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? There you go. Done. There's your tag team. There's your quote. I'm going to leave it there. I hope I covered everything that I wanted to. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, stay tuned as well. This episode that I've just been trying to get done for ages, third time is the charm. As The Rock said at WrestleMania 19, take one and two, it doesn't matter. It's all about take three. And I am clearly quoting The Rock on my podcast, which means I've completely lost my mind. Stay tuned for that. It'll be coming out, I don't know, maybe a week after this. It's already recorded. You may remember those fuckwit knuckleheads. That I have to put up with on CMBP. I'm talking about Chris and Jaden. We uh, sat down. You know, a few discussions. A few beers. A lot of scotch. I mean a lot of scotch. It was amazing. Just have to stay tuned to find out. There's more of these type of podcast episodes slash ideas coming. So stay tuned. Um, fucking, I don't know, do you subscribe to these things? Do you like them? Whatever you do, just to get notified when this podcast comes out. I'm going to try to do it a bit more on the reg. On the reg, you know, get my Spotify stats up there. Get my streaming minutes over 10. Um, yeah, follow the page. Fucking posting just random shit constantly. I posted one of Shaq. In Hulkamania year the other day. Fuck. So yeah, like that. Tell your friends, get the word out there. And look, I love you all for listening. Seriously, every single one of my listeners. I love you. I I will always love my listeners. I just don't like you anymore. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's from a movie. It's from a movie. Seriously, I'm gonna sign off now. Beer's getting warm. Need a top up. Hope you enjoyed. Hope it wasn't too harsh. Until next time. Um, yeah.